Hey guys, and welcome to episode nine of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the last few weeks. The the social media response and the messages that I've been getting from people has been amazing, um, as always. And we've had a few amazing few guests in the last few weeks. Robin Das talking about nutrition one hundred and one. We've had Rebecca Nolan, aka T to Tricep, talking about female nutrition. And the messages that I was getting from pe- people about not knowing about certain things about the menstrual cycle and basic carbs and protein myths and stuff like that. So that's been amazing. Uh, as always, please like and share on social media forums. And also you can you can listen to the, the podcast on iTunes and on Spotify and through the link on my social media profile at Shane Walsh Fitness. This week's podcast is a little bit different. It's with my good friend Neil Gunning, who is one uh, who is a personal trainer. But I did my personal training course with Neil uh, in Elite in Blackrock. So Neil had a real job in a bank in Dublin uh, and decided to change his focus and do something that he really enjoyed and make people's lives a little bit better. And and I his his enthusiasm was infectious when I was doing my PT course with him. Uh, Neil is also a big advocate of the plant-based diet. Uh, he's also a big person on the extreme challenges, and Neil's going to talk about a little bit that, about that, and he's going to talk about the mindset and how to kind of come through those boundaries. Neil has also lost a hell of a lot of weight since going on to the on particular diet, and kind of he had an, had an epiphany one day, and we're going to get him to talk about that. Um, so Neil, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Yeah, it's great to be here. Great to catch up again, Shane. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, so Neil is on the brink of going out in his own at the minute to do online coaching with Precision Nutrition as an online coach. So Neil is going to talk a little bit more about that. Then he's going to talk about mindset, and then we're going to talk about his weight loss journey and kind of the habits and the little tricks and stuff that he felt worked for him that may work for you guys the listeners so neil if you want to talk about a little bit like what made you kind of get into the the pt the pt side of things yourself yeah so i think the the easiest way to tell the story is just starting from the start i suppose uh back in 2009 i um 2008 2009 i was at the heaviest of my life um i was about 130 kilos and I uh, needed to change. Um, my mom was sick at the time uh, with cancer, and she hated seeing me heavy. So I actually chose to go on a liquid diet at the time, lipo trim, and lose a lot of weight very quickly. Um, so I started losing weight. Um, I'd say I had about one and a half, two stone gone, and you know she loved seeing the weight coming off me when she was sick. Um, she passed away then in January '09, and. It kind of spurred me on to just keep going and lose all that weight so i lost about 90 pounds at the time um and got down to the lightest i'd been in my life um and it was you know i started training then and it was it was grand i i got stuck into the gym i did a like a bro split kind of you know monday chest and triceps back and biceps legs core cardio but I would religiously go to the gym six, seven days a week, religiously. I'd walk 45 minutes over to the gym. I'd do my session, walk home or cycle. Um, and I kept that going for a long time. I started training strongman down in Kilkenny uh, with James Fenley. And I did that for a couple of years as well. Uh, then I got an ab injury and I uh, I was out for a couple of months. Um, the thing about training six or seven days a week and doing all that walking or cycling and that is you have a huge calorie output. Um, so I was expending a lot of energy during the day. So I got to eat a lot as well and maintain my weight that way, which was which was grand. 
but when I had uh, got the injury and I was a bit more sedentary I found that I was still eating the same because when I did the liquid diet I hadn't really built any good eating habits around it um so I just kept eating but I didn't realize that you know I didn't put two and two together that okay you're not training six or seven days a week anymore and you're not doing this for several months and the weight can creep back on very quick when you're not I suppose observant of that difference in I suppose putting two and two together with calorie expenditure and calorie input so what happened was the weight just started to creep back on and pile back on as I'm sure a lot of listeners that may have went through went through a similar journey with maybe a juice diet or an extreme diet um and they've rebounded and yo-yo dieted since um when you don't learn anything weight creeps back on I ended up at the heaviest I've ever been in my life uh 142.7 kilos was the the number back in July 16 so I kind of like it's it's all about the little things um that add up on you and people talk talk about the straw that breaks the camel's back and the straw for me was things like not being able to tie my shoelaces so when you're so overweight um and I had such a big gut like physically bending down to tie my shoelace was very difficult and I find myself out of breath just from trying to tie a shoelace trying to walk upstairs I'd start sweating and working in a corporate job and going to meetings that were generally in office blocks you know going upstairs to a meeting and going in and you're being out of breath starting to sweat in a shirt and it was just so uncomfortable so things like that um would would really would really kind of make you think about your life in general and where's it going to go if you don't put any focus on it I have two kids as well and I suppose being a better father being able to run around with them spend more active time with them is, is important as well and I really need to change my life so kind of woke up and said okay I'm going to make make a change and just tried to start get tried to start getting active um going out for walks originally um tried to get back into rugby for for a brief period but I was studying a postgrad as well and I needed to um work weekends so I couldn't play matches or anything so it was it was slow but between July 16 and December 16 I probably lost about three or four kilos and it was a start and I just started getting my lifestyle a, a bit different and then I was introduced to um, Kieran Ruddock in FFS Gym, who was going to take me on um, as a nutrition client for a year um, through Pro Coach, which is a precision nutrition 12-month habit-based nutrition coaching. Um, it was new to me because previously any diets I'd done had always been like lose weight fast, you know, because we look at the we look at the goal and the outcome. We don't look at the process, so we see the best version of ourselves is what's in front of us we we want that very quickly and that's why magic pill diets are so sellable because people just want that and they want it quick and that's what i always wanted so the thoughts of 12 one program was initially is like okay this is going to take a long time uh, maybe it'll take time to see results and so i started the program and it was just kind of nearly blown away in the first couple of weeks that like okay there's actually no mention of go eat this go eat that give you loads of information about like how to how to portion food better and that we were going to focus on a habit every couple of weeks and this started really changing my outlook on the approach to to losing fat sustainably um so like instead of saying okay you're going to now eat 1600 calories a day so you'll be in a deficit of whatever like 800 thousand calories if i was active um and over you know you lose two pounds a week of fat but like if you just focus on that number it's it's just going to become obsessive and it's not a sustainable lifestyle like I don't want to be counting calories when I'm 65 
And would you say when you were on the, the liquid diet that when you kind of took from the liquid diet to kind of the more approachable version that you had either more energy or you felt better mentally or physically, how would you kind of compare the two? Yeah, so like the thing about it was is touch we'd hatch a lot of guilt food. But food is like something that's gonna be part of our lives till the day we die. We need food to live and if we're going there's no real good or bad foods. Food is food. There's as we talk about it here, there's like better ha- there's better choices. So if you put if you put food um on a scale and we say like there's there's better options and there's there's less better options. So if you put a thousand calories of say a processed food in front of me and you put a thousand calories worth of whole foods in front of me i'm probably going to get a lot more nutrient value out of the whole foods um than i am out of the processed foods um and there's nothing wrong with the processed foods in terms of we need calories to to work to like to to live uh, for our bodies to work um but you're probably going to get a lot more bang for your buck out of the whole foods and the better quality food so but the the, the other processed food you know it's just calories but um if, if we eat a lot of processed foods we're not going to get as much nutritional value out of them um and it's it's, it's really not going to give us um as much energy during the day in terms of like you know how we feel um we'll digest the whole foods a lot better as well um we were going to or so like one of the other things is you've kind of gone to a plant-based diet uh and that's worked for you uh there's different there's the whole idea of a, a diet in general is that you're in a caloric deficit there's not one right diet that fits all i i've got clients who are on intermittent fasting i've got clients on keto and i've got clients who are just trying to get the habit bases which is what you talk about which is what pn instills in you i think the habit based approach is kind of the one that would be ideal for a beginner and then if they they read up and do their research properly then one of those diets could kind of work for them in relation to the plant-based diet that you've you're on how do you feel mentally physically and what kind of brought you into that sphere if that makes any sense yeah so about i think nine months through the 12 month pn program you're asked to try different diets just to test them out so you understand how they feel and you know how they work and that so it wasn't an ethical decision originally um so that's why i probably lean more towards like it's a plant-based diet as opposed to you know a vegan diet um but i don't eat any animal produce i started on it was just tried out for a day was the lesson um so i said i'll give it a week i'll do it for a week and see how i feel i genuinely felt great so i said okay there's something in this but i'm not sure what and i had a couple of races coming up i think it was a 10k and an obstacle course race um within the month so i said okay well i'll do it for a full month i'll complete a couple of races i'll see how i'm fueled and i'll see how i feel and i'll see how i recover and like everything went great i think i got new pb in the 10k at the time and i just felt really energized and good and like obviously when you switch to a plant-based diet um i've learned a huge amount i'm about 16 17 months in now but i learned a huge amount in the first few months uh, but when you switch over initially a lot of people will find they might have a lot more energy because a lot of the foods you're going to buy are like full of nutrients you're going to buy a lot more vegetables a lot to fill your plate um and you're just going to get a huge nutrient boost if you ha- if you have me keep an eye on your diet, diet in general if anybody just cleans up their diet regardless of plant-based or or, or otherwise um, you're probably going to feel great anyway so if i swap to you know if i just cleaned up my diet in general um i probably would have felt felt good as well but i I think just the volume of different food group like plant food 
through groups you get in while you're on a plant-based diet just the amount of nutrients you get in and um it's just it just makes you feel great your body's kind of getting everything it needs and do you struggle to get the amount of food that you need in order from that diet um no so lucky enough for me um like i i love cooking as well and i love being creative and i think that's one of the things like when i did swap over um I, I love cooking and um like food art and things like that so it made it helped me be really creative in the kitchen and create dishes that were like tasty um so i think i think of like a a normal dish like you know whether it was a an italian dish or an asian dish or a street food dish or something i'd put my plant-based take on it and you know see how it turned out and like there's been plenty of times where something i was like okay it's not great but then there's other times like this is amazing like you know and so like you know trying out different things and kind of getting creative and love, loving that process because sometimes it can feel like a chore um but like you can really enjoy cooking if you get into it and like creating something that's really nice um nutritional and you know it makes you feel good um is something i thoroughly enjoy and i think a lot of people would the one thing that strikes me when we were doing our pt course was that all of us would have been kind of living in our tupperware lifestyle with the the porridge outs or whatever and neil will come in with like an instagram post and he'd go under certain lights just to take the photos so neil used to have a he's rebranded himself now as rebuild neil on instagram for those guys who want to follow him but he used to be meals by neil and the food that he used to eat was just incredible and he used to make us almost feel that we wanted to go vegan almost but like the food was incredible he got a fair amount of abuse for it in the class but he like it's, it's working for him it's making him feel better and that that's exactly what kind of being healthy and being in a healthy lifestyle is all about um the other thing that you kind of spoke about was in relation to we kind of got a similar story that we both kind of had we were both in the corporate world was what was the the point for you that you wanted to to kind of get out was it was the family was the kids or you just didn't feel fulfilled yeah so i worked in a bank for seven years and worked through a number of different roles it was quite a successful career in professionally um i continued to educate myself like in that career um i was a chartered banker by the end of it postgraduate diploma but um all of it was great i was always just dri- a driven person whatever i put my mind to um and i always wanted to be the best i could be but um i kind of just looking at myself i was getting out of bed at whatever time to go on the road and travel around different counties and I just wasn't like jumping out of bed for that um and i just felt like i could just there was something missing in my life and i didn't know exactly what it was but the one connector i could put to everything was throughout the seven years in like the career the thing that would give me the biggest adrenaline boost was definitely and even in life in general if somebody comes to me and asks for help i'll create energy for that it just like i just want to help i just i'll get energy out nowhere i'll put everything into that to help someone whatever they need so like if so, when i was in the bank and i was say a team leader i and i had members of my team and they want to sit down and chat or they had career goals or whatever it might be i would always have energy for that i really love that but then when i was like you know working through spreadsheets or driving around you know commuting things like that like i, I really didn't like that like who would so the the common denominator for me was helping people um and i have endless energy for that somebody needs help i i want to help them i also have a keen interest interest in the gym and i was in the middle of my pn coaching with kieran so i i said the best the first thing i was going to do was when i left the bank in october um 17 
was become a precision nutrition coach. So I started my certification straight away um, because I wanted to help people the same way I'd been. I, I'd obviously made the mistakes of going on the liquid diet like 10 years ago. So I had the experience of how that affected me because I hadn't built habits and the weight piled back on. And that happens to a lot of people. Um, it's one of the majority of my clients may, may come on and they've been through a similar journey um, at some stage. So it does happen to people a lot. And like these things are so cheap and sellable and like it's just like people buy them because they see quick results but then the weight comes back on and then they'll probably do it again yeah we're kind of in an era where everyone's kind of like they want it now they want it now it's kind of either and one of the things i would say is that neil's story is to be admired he has gone through the whole fad diets he's gone through the juice diet he's and now he's found an approach that works for him it's taken him a little while you may not find it from the off and it's just kind of sticking with it if you're kind of enjoying yourself pushing yourself doing cardio every morning in the gym or else you're enjoying the class or whatever and that works for you go for it don't kind of listen to outside noises and don't listen to the naysayers and stuff and that was one of the things that happened to me i was big into the football when i was kind of in my 20s and then i started doing the the hit sessions and stuff like that and i really enjoyed that um and then I managed to i got sick and then i had to take, take that approach i had to re get my weight back up so i wasn't allowed to do as much cardio as, as i was doing so i got into kind of the weight side of things and i've enjoyed i'm loving doing the weights i'm enjoying loving doing the pt and all that kind of stuff but i kind of do miss doing the cardio so i think one of my new year's resolutions was to kind of get more back into kind of the hit style training i kind of remember two or three times a week ease myself back into it and try and find that kind of buzz again um, and i think that's a huge thing that a lot of people miss out on with the fitness they see it as oh just a tick the box exercise go to the gym three four times a week if something it works for you like i have a client that loves to go for hiking and that's her thing she goes hiking she joined a club she goes hiking on a wednesday she goes hiking on a sunday that's her thing she gets one class a week and then she goes to me once or twice a week as well that's her thing so if you find your little trigger or what works for you go for it could be walking the dog could be playing with the kids just anything as long as it's kind of works for you um so neil what the kind of the, back to kind of the work thing what was if you were talking to someone now and they kind of Came, came to you looking for a little bit of advice about looking to kind of pack in their job um what would be your kind of advice to that person yeah so i think it's really important that you have to find something you're passionate about um and if the opportunity comes up to follow that passion then you definitely need to take that opportunity um at the end of the day i didn't want to wake up or wake up on retirement on my 65th birthday and look back at a 40-year career in banking and, you know, have spent 40 hours a week or more having given my time to help to help in a profitable organisation profit um, when the real pieces I really loved was just helping people during that process. But the majority of my time was given to an administration or, you know, managerial role or time on the road or whatever it might be whereas i think the real value i can add to someone is when i when i you know help them sit down look at their goals help them work towards them and when they achieve them it's hugely rewarding um both for them and myself um so like if somebody is looking to change career um don't do it just for the sake of it make sure that what you want to do is something that you really want to do ask yourself why you want to do it 
ask yourself is is it going to work i suppose financially as well it's it's an important thing i wasn't really sure um when i left um but you know i, I had to take a big risk um with the two kids and that um so far so good but now i'm starting a business so it's it's obviously going to be uh, a new challenge again um i love a challenge so i'll uh, hope for the best but um you, you do absolutely need to just think out the think it out make sure it's what you really want to do and then come up with a plan on how you can make it work so whether it's you start doing what you love part-time so a lot of people that come into the personal trainer industry when they're looking to do their qualification um if you can do it a lot of people will do it part-time if you can do it full-time you obviously don't you can't be working at the same time or maybe reduce hours and work part-time i think there was a guy in our course he was working nights and coming back in to the course during the day um and you know and you could see that 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 really like it was really difficult um for for him to do that because he'd be very tired uh during the day and he probably wasn't getting as much value out as he, as he could so if he had a better plan it was maybe that he could have done the course part-time and kept working and he, he might have got more benefit out of it but um i'd say like absolutely try and like wind down what you're doing and then build up so pts like if you are looking to become a PT, start doing your course and learning, um, getting your to, working towards your qualification and keep working so you have an income. Then you can start to build a client base part time. So go to your local gym and see if you can start taking on clients or or at, in their homes or work with friends and family, and just start building up. Make sure that you're good at it and that you love doing it as well. So maybe it's a case that you thought it would be great, but like you know, being realistic, maybe it when you actually start doing it, um maybe you find that it's a huge amount of energy and you're, you're not getting what you want from it and that's good because you still have your job and you can say okay well at least i tried um it didn't work out but i still have a job and i can go back to it you know so just just be just have a good think about it think about how it could go um you'll obviously have the best idea in your head of of what it looks like fully up and running and you know how your lifestyle go and everything but maybe that's not the reality and just just to make sure you're you're really honest with yourself on on what could go wrong and and think those out and write them down so that it's not a surprise and you probably have a plan you know to to deal with that if something does arise i think that's great advice because i know i know a few people personally who are talking about maybe doing something on their own whether it be like a cake business or whether it be some little legal mixer that may work for them but the biggest tip is if you can kind of get a little bit of more revenue on the added bit of whatever you're doing maybe you're an accountant or something like that and you're kind of doing two or three hours on the weekend or four hours in the on the weekend if the kids aren't running around you like a headless chicken uh, and you're enjoying that and you're kind of getting a little bit of revenue then it could be a way to upscale it and as long as you plan it out properly um and don't go just going how at it i think i think that's the biggest thing um and a lot of people tend to kind of have this all or nothing attitude and i think that applies to everything from the diets it applies to work it applies to the fitness side of things that people go especially kind of in january we're recording this in january and a lot of people are kind of going out five days a week into the gym when they haven't been in the gym they're kind of going couch to 10k when they haven't actually trained for a while and it, that's not sustainable if you're loving it and it's working for you happy days but a lot of people now seem to want the they want the the six-figure salary they want the six-figure income um and th- that's just not that's just not realistic um the other thing that neil does a lot of is he also does a lot of motivational talks when even when i was in the course with with neil we had to do presentations 
uh, and Neil's a very good speaker. He he controls a room. He's quite witty as well, uh, which which helps. Uh, and Neil's done a lot of motivational talks as well. Can you kind of talk about those a little bit, Neil? Um, yeah. So only started recently enough, um, but just you know, I suppose it's one way to share your journey with people and hopefully motivate motivate and inspire people um so the things i talk about in, in like say if i was doing a seminar or a talk would be around my journey i suppose in terms of weight loss um and building healthy habits and um, then embracing opportunities with leaving the career and then talking um about mental resilience uh with different i suppose physical endurance challenges and things that i've done along with i suppose just um life experience in general it doesn't all come from physical you can build a lot of mental fortitude from um personal things in life that you go through um like when my mom died i had to grow up very young you know running the house going to college you know uh, it was you know difficult times like that can really build but um so that's they're the sort of things i talk to so you know when i'm when i'm talking to different people um about those that, that journey and those different aspects i find that one or other if not all may hopefully resonate with them and maybe let give them a bit of inspiration or motivation to, to either make a change in their life or look look to do something that's maybe a little outside their comfort zone um just to learn a bit more about themselves and just to become like i suppose a better version of themselves and like i i find it's a really good way face to face um talking to people and you know meeting them afterwards and having a chat um i think that's where you can really add value um on a person making that personal connection um doing doing online coaching and that you know there's so much you can do online to motivate someone and that um i find you can do a, a lot in person um when you get to when you get to see and look someone in the eyes and and talk to them and you can feel what they're feeling you know um i think it's really important so i think the seminar is just another avenue for me to to talk to people and um and help them find find their why and and, and how to improve themselves i think it's it's amazing that you're kind of you're looking to spread your kind of journey so far because i think a lot of people are can can kind of end up going through kind of life and kind of just working their nine to five and falling into a rut and the fact that neil has kind of lived it he's been through a lot of uh, grief he's been through a lot of stress but he's kind of come at the other side of it so it's quite motivational to actually hear neil's story um when, when you meet him and he's a very personal guy he's very funny happy-go-lucky guy as well um the other thing that I was kind of going to talk about was kind of more to do with your kind of the PN coaching. Uh, you're looking to launch Rebuild Neil, uh, which is the name of Neil's uh, website or Instagram page that he's he's launching, and he's gonna he's gonna work down in Kilkenny. He's moving from back down to the the, the lovely place of Kilkenny to to do the coaching. He's gonna do a little bit of PT, a little bit of coaching face to face, but he's also launching uh, online coaching through the, the through, through the person precision nutrition system do you want to talk about a little bit that about that, that Neil please yeah so as I mentioned earlier like I went through this 12 month habit based nutrition coaching with Kieran, um, and that's in the same year that I decided to change career and it was the first thing I wanted to do because I really saw the value of working through a 12 month coaching program where you get to build better habits around eating and not only build habits but actually learn a huge amount of about nutrition sleep motivation exercise you know it's really all in there um so when i left my career that was the first thing i wanted to do so i started getting upskilled as a level one coach 
and then started my master coaching in april 2018 so that's um coming to an end in at the end of march this year um and the master coaching is really really good in terms of helping you become a better coach and a better people coach um working towards people's goals so when i was starting the business um I, i really wanted to incorporate this um to work with a lot of people and because i had the experience of both going through it myself and seeing the benefit of it and had the experience of going through the liquid diet originally to help talk to people who were maybe weighing up the two options of okay well over here i can go on this certain you know magic pill diet and i can actually achieve that weight loss in three months and absolutely you can achieve weight loss in three months when you put yourself in a calorie deficit you have enough you know um you put yourself in ketosis and you will lose a phenomenal amount of weight but you will generally not feel great and you won't have learned anything about eating well um about nutrition so when you actually come off that and come back into you know restarting to eat again you know where you're going to go you're probably going to revert back to what you were doing previously which probably wasn't the best habits if you led if it led you to needing to lose that amount of weight so quick so what we do in the 12-month program is we work as a team so myself and the client um through a very sustainable change so we work on small habits frequently um and it's about achieving and ticking off those habits every day um once you do that for a longer period of time like over the 12 months um you find that it becomes part of your lifestyle um so then if it's a case where if previously you'd perceived say a takeaway of a pizza as a bad choice and you felt guilt about it at the end of the 12 months and even further when you get a pizza it's just a pizza and what happens is you're going to revert back to probably eating a very nutritional healthy breakfast the next morning after and you won't feel any guilt with having had in your pizza the night before and maybe it's a case where you just don't feel like eating pizza anymore that you've built habits that like you just love cooking a really good meal or maybe you work with a meal prep company and you get meal prep in and that's fine as well but you're used to getting like healthy options in instead of maybe a, a less a less nutritional option so it did it's run through an online program where i'm available as a coach to to the person i suppose 24 hours really um and they can private message me with any questions but they get a daily lesson through precision nutrition which have invested like millions into the the i suppose the research and the value from the program is you don't just get to change your lifestyle and achieve sustainable weight loss but you'll also get to um learn a huge amount about nutrition a huge amount about like sleep motivation um about how the habits can work because we do work on a load loads of different habits but you can see the how the principle of building better habits works so you can look at other areas of your life where you might feel like you have a bad habit and how you you it'll teach you about the approach to building a better habit as well so you can you can i suppose um use that as a cross reference for for building better habits on on something else and what would you say to someone that hasn't really heard of kind of online coaching before Uh, i know some people can be quite they prefer the face-to-face what would you say to someone that hasn't heard of it or what would be the big selling point for you regarding the online coaching compared to -to face-to-face yeah was, i suppose it's information age um everybody has a phone a laptop on the go and most people are probably going to spend a couple hours a day on social media probably scrolling through something or other with news articles or instagram facebook twitter whatever it might be um 
if you had something to scroll through that was actually going to give you a huge benefit um, and read a lesson and get knowledge and you knew that this is going to help change your life, you're probably going to do it very easily as part of your day anyway. Um, you're probably going to be on your phone, set aside time when you're having your morning coffee to go through your lesson, f- give your feedback or send a message, ask questions. Um, so I think like online coaching these days is much more, I suppose, uh, I suppose achievable for people to work with whereas maybe a few years ago it was probably just becoming a bit more popular then but um the beauty about it is if it is it is that I can I can reach a wider audience working online um because I can work I'm, I'm not restricted to a certain location um so I can work with I, I have clients that are are in England um I've clients in different counties in Ireland um so I wouldn't be able to work with those face to face if I didn't have this and they wouldn't be able to work with me either and I hope that they'll see the value of working with me as a coach and that at the end of the 12 months that we'll, we'll have um we'll have had a really great journey together and they've they've gotten the results that they wanted um yeah no, I really love the the whole that it's a twelve month approach. Uh, we're kind of we kind of hit on it earlier about kind of being in an era where everyone wants the quick the quick win. I really like the idea of that. Everyone kind of the twelve week transformations that you see up on Instagram. I know I put those. So if the client wants the twelve week transformation, we can of course do it, especially if they're going for a wedding or they've got the what's the beach body or they're going their honeymoon or something like that. Which is what a lot of the clients that I have are kind of getting ready for now. But I really like the twelve month approach because it's kind of it's kind of starting off slowly. It's creating the habits, as you said, about not feeling guilty about the pizzas and the takeaways. But it also enables you to still have a social life, and that's one of the things a lot of people think about when they go on diets and stuff is that they can't. It's all chicken and broccoli, which I can assure you, it's not. I've done that for the shoot, and I didn't feel great. I'm back now to kind of having more nutritious food is what neil spoke up spoke about earlier and i feel a hell of a lot better put on the uh, i haven't got much to lose anyway but i had lost a hell of a lot of weight in such a short space of time but that wasn't fun and that wasn't viable for me to kind of maintain that long time so i love the approach that pn and yourself are taking um and one of the things that neil does is a lot of extreme challenges he is i don't know how he does it i don't know how, sometimes i know why he does it because it's to push him mentally and physically and i love the attitude that he kind of goes out because i remember when we were doing our pt course every morning doing the wrong you still doing the wrong um yeah i t- took a few months break there but i went back on it uh monday monday and tuesday there so hands are a bit sore now. <laughs> what was the challenge that you had when we were when was it you uh the originally on the roar it was doing the million meters within six months um on the roar so it was probably i think december was a slow month it was the first month i was doing it in december 17 so i think i had only Twenty or thirty thousand meters done. Um, so like from January on to January on to May, I had to really put the foot down. It was forty, fifty k a week on the roar. So a lot of hours to put in. Yeah, I remember because then when we were doing the PT course, you used to have to do the challenge on the roar, the fitness tests, and yeah. the power that came out of Neil. It was just ridiculous. There's like there's videos of like Eddie Hall and some of the guys doing the rowers, and they can do a hundred meters in like two pulls. Row or Neil is not that strong but like jesus the this the speed coming out of him compared to the rest of us he we'd all be panting and blowing afterwards but neil would be uh okay afterwards so what's the what was the last challenge you did the most recent challenge i did is i did an ultra marathon so i had done 
so yeah I, I did I did a couple of marathons during the year my first marathon was in June um and I did the Dublin Marathon in October and I kind of for 2019 I, I was kind of starting to tease out goals of uh, an ultra marathon was on the goal so an ultra marathon is anything really over marathon but they generally started at 50k and worked their ways, ways up so I said I'd do a 50k um it was it was random uh, i had had one plan for the 7th of december and i was doing it with a friend we were just going out to do 50k um it wasn't the actual race uh, it was just going out unsupported 50k and we actually decided then that the weather was looking awful um and we were going through a mountain so we said we'd we'd basically on the tuesday we said the week before on the tuesday we said uh i was free on the thursday and he was free on the thursday night um, so basically we went down to the Waterford Greenway and at about 6pm on whatever week was it started December on the Thursday and we started out so headlamps on uh, gear uh, gear bag on the back a camel pack and um, off we went so we did we, we ran I suppose 17, 17.5k one way and then back and we had a box there so that was 35k done um, we had a box just to get some some more um get some more food and water in and just change up the bag and then off we went and we ran in seven and a half k down down back to waterford and then seven and a half k back to to where we had parked so 50k altogether it was five hours 58 minutes it was tough uh, it was it was difficult on the the feet because um my own i had i put my own running runners in the wash the week before and the support in the ankle broke so i actually just went out and like my normal walking shoes like adidas walking shoes um not like just fashion shoes i just had to go with it like so i was lucky enough to only come out with two blisters and um, i think my foot strike must be good enough at this stage i didn't do any any serious damage but and you d- did you do what was the other challenge you did did you do spartan up in the mountains or something recently um yeah so like during 2018 i suppose even just starting from the start i had the million meters like so to, to complete um so during the million you say meters, that so casually <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it is it, like when i did it when i said it originally i suppose yeah and that's the mindset on it like i i think sometimes you just have to commit to something um commit to achieve it and then like so when I say I'm going to do something now, it's you can pretty much count it as done because when I say I do it, I'll be stubborn enough to make sure I do it. Whether it has to be pushed out a while or not, it's on my agenda and it'll be done. And it becomes casual to talk about because I suppose you do build that mental resilience. When I started the millimeters um, was was a big challenge for me and I suppose getting used to being on the roar for that long each day, like just doing 10Ks or... I worked up to half marathons um on the roar so like i knew if i knew i had to do 40 or 50k in a week i'd love to get a half marathon done on a monday because then i could like do five and seven k for the rest of the the rest of the days so a bit easier but i built up to i did two marathons on the roar the fastest marathon time in ireland last year was two hours 55 minutes um was was my fastest attempt i had done i think i did two marathon rows last year and then coming up towards the end of the um, the end of the uh, the six months, um, I still had a couple hundred thousand meters to go, and I said um, the hundred thousand meter, um, the hundred thousand meters, the last ranked race you can do for for an indoor roar. Um, so I just said I'd give it a lash, and I I organised to do a hundred k um on one day on a Sunday morning in FFS, and so I went in about half five in the morning and started um the 100k and it was seven hours 29 minutes was the time i finished it in and it ended up being for for me for my age group or not for my age group for my weight um 
in the world it was for men's in the world the way it was fourth fastest in the world last year i think it was 26 tracked 100 That's crazy but um yeah that was it was a diff it was difficult um it was definitely one of the it was definitely one of the tougher things i've done but it, you know i finished it strong so i was happy um happy with that nearly lost the fingernail after it like your fingers just get just from the pressure you know um for that for that length of period uh length of time then after that then i suppose i had finished up the the millimeters uh before within the six months so i started turning to run a little and about a month after the row and w- again sunday morning fs myself kieran reduction aid brophy and oliver um oliver delmar from from fs um Oliver or Sinead and Kieran had never run a marathon either, and I'd mentioned I'm just going to go out and do a marathon. I just again, it wasn't. It's not about you know doing a marathon at the best time or anything. It's about putting yourself outside your comfort zone, finding something that you've never done before and you possibly think you couldn't achieve, um, and going out and finding out something about yourself when you're halfway through and you're in agony and you you know you still got a couple hours to go. So actually, when I did my first marathon that day, it took us five hours fifty eight minutes. I was probably the slowest out of everyone, so we all stuck together as a group. But it was five hours fifty eight and the button the same as I just did the fifty k, and it was exactly the same time. So it was it was interesting. But I finished it. Um. So then I knew that I could do a marathon. And people, when they talk to me about a lot of these things, they'll say, geez, you can't just go out and do a marathon. And I was like, okay, well, like, maybe you can't go out and do a marathon because you don't think you can. Um, but I know I can because I've said I'll do it. So what I ask the person is, I say, okay, so you're telling me, if I asked you to go out and run a marathon today, you're telling me you can't do it. And, they, and they'll say, no, I couldn't do it. I haven't done any running. And I said, okay, so... Let's think about the person you love the most in your life, um, be it like your kids, or your wife, or your family, or whatever it may, might be. So that their life was on the line, and someone said to you, you have to run a marathon right now to save their life. Would you be able to do it now? And their, their answer is immediately is a yes. And the only thing, the difference that happened there is their mindset. They just said they all of a sudden have a reason to run a marathon and a reason to finish a marathon didn't actually think about like the pain or anything like that they're like yeah i'm going to save that person's life so that's that's all in your head so it's just about finding the right reason to do it so when i'm doing something really difficult the things i think about are my mother when she was facing death with cancer she she was cracking jokes on her deathbed so you know she never showed fear to her kids or anything like that and if if she can face cancer and face death with that sort of attitude I'm sure I can face a few sore legs, like sore legs, sore arms, sore arse from the roar, whatever it might be. Um, and I have another friend, um, Lisa is her name, and you know she got cancer when she was um, very young, in her teen, in as a teenager, um, in her knee, uh, she had a tumor and she had to get her leg ag- amputated. Um, and she's been through the mill with cancer since then. Um, so she's had it back several times. Um, currently fight, fighting battle is fighting a battle again. Um, for the last you know like a number of years and you know she she's there facing that smiling you know working through it um has her difficult days but she, you know i'm blessed to be able to do anything i do and you know generally i don't have a difficult if i have to if that's all i have to fight when i go through i think about the journeys other people have to go through as well that are much more difficult um and i just push through and i use that as inspiration so you just need to find something that's worth doing it for and what i i learned so much about myself so now like i can push myself on to do bigger and harder things physically that will 
make me i'm still looking for like the next thing that's really going to push me really mentally um where i just have to dig so deep to fight through um because i know that i grow as a person when i get to the end of it have you got anything in have you picked two or three things or one thing that you're kind of looking for in the next kind of 18 two years or what's the plan? yeah so the next progression like this year I'll, i'm going to do a 100k uh on foot so like run as much of it as i can but um so 100k ultra marathon is is one of my goals for 2018 uh there's a possible looking at there's a carry ultra in june near the end of june so that's a possibility i might do that or it might be a case where i literally like plan like a week ahead and go out and do one on a weekend it could be either or so i don't know yet but it's it, it'll be done one way or another uh, literally is all mindset i've been listening to a lot of david goggins mm. recently and he was he was set a challenge um by someone one of his peers that he wants to kind of get into a competition um and he had to run 100k so when you said 100k that resonated with me straight away listening to his story and it was he his reason why was that he'd been he had such a crap life growing up and that was that if he could get through that he could get through anything so that that that's very similar to your story neil um and one of the things that that, that struck with, with me was that sometimes when we when we get a little bit low we kind of feel a little bit sorry for ourselves but from talking to you just now and hearing that story before and also the, the 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 lady that's with yourself i think she signed up with you as a, a client now as well on the, with the pn uh is that sometimes we can call it we can kind of fall into a victim mentality um and i know i've been guilty of that previously when i when i got ill uh in 2017 i went into this little hole mentally and physically and kind of said oh why is this happening to me all that kind of stuff and then i was kind of some people say that motivation is internal but for me it was literally listening to a podcast um and it was kind of like john shane wake the fuck up and just get going I tried to get the i lost like six i lost two stone in six weeks because i just couldn't eat i was physically frail and all that. i just couldn't do it and i felt sorry for myself and i just had to get up and get going and that's when i kind of did the the lean of 15 uh, I know some people love Joe X, some people don't believe and he's he's getting called out a lot by the likes of James Smith at the minute so it's important to f- to find your re- reason why and I think since then I've been kind of pushing myself mentally and physically both with kind of trying to grow the company and that's why I did the podcast the podcast was kind of said to me by Brian Keane who said to get out of your comfort zone and if y- you can you can do this it's only you telling you mentally that you can't it's like when you're saying you're doing your eight 20 second sprints on a row or you're doing on a ski erg or something like that that it's only you telling you to stop you're feeling the burn in your legs you're feeling the burn in your arms it's all in your head uh there's the fight or flight mode setting in but it's up to you to kind of push yourself through so i've known neil for a little while now and when i used to i used to come in early ish to come into the the gym and Neil would be pumping himself with sweat in the row. He'd put the rest of us to shame even before we started lectures. He'd go again at lunch, and even if if he needed to kind of get his little target, he'd still go again in the evenings. So I've I've so much admiration for Neil's story, and a lot of admiration for how he's put him th- himself through the, the diversity that's been kind of put on him so far. But he's come out the other side. He's loving life. He's he's kind of he's about to go out in his own now um and i i really appreciate him taking the t- the time out to kind of take 
I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. It's been really inspirational for me listening to this, particularly the last part um, regarding the whole the mindset thing. I think that's a lot of the, the problems that a lot of people have these days. So I really appreciate you coming on, Neil. hope you enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it's been great, uh, Shane. Thanks. So as always, guys, uh, please do share the podcast up on the social media forums. I'll put Neil's uh, Instagram up on the page as well. And big thank yous to the, the guys in FFS for allowing us to uh, record in their amazing gym up on Leeson Street. Thank you very much, guys.